All right, well, welcome um, to Faith Community. It's Sunday, October 23rd, and uh, this is a, a joy, joyous and sad occasion all at the same time, right? This is our last, like, big deal official service here at the church. We will be meeting here again next week, but it's going to be a smaller affair. Um, and this is um, just a time for us uh, to celebrate uh, and to thank God for uh, all that he's done um, within this particular space here at Three North Park. Um, so we're going to spend some time today uh, in musical worship. We have a message from Dave Day that he uh, recorded for us. Um, we're going uh, we're gonna to take some time to remember just the ways that God has met us in this space, the things that we've seen him, him do, and we're going to spend some time praying and kind of commemorating this space and this land for what's to come. And we'll end with a meal uh, together as a form of celebration. Uh, as I was thinking about this, <laughs> uh, interesting, the, the um, song, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, came to mind, and uh, I, I didn't realize it's actually out of Lamentations, which is an interesting place for something like a song like that, but it's true, right? It's in the difficult times and in the sad times and in the that we remember God's faithfulness more than anything. Um, so here is Lamentations 3, 22 through 26. It says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Let's do this a different way. We say to ourselves, the Lord is our portion. Therefore, we will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to those who seek him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you for this new day. Thank you for this opportunity once again to be together, to, uh, to worship, to glorify you, um, and to remember uh, all that you have done for us. I, I, I just pray your presence, God, be with us, your spirit guide and direct us, and that this you would be present with us in our celebration today of you, and of this space, in Jesus' name, amen. Come, let's go up to the 
that one. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Amen. His kingdom has no end. Amen? Amen. That's right. The building has an end. That's okay. <laughs> Our fellowship has no end. I don't know, just look at each other here. I mean, do we separate our love from God from our love for each other? Like, just look at these people who we love who are here today. They're just beautiful. So 
guys. Amen, Amen. you guys. Yeah. He is good. Father, we are blessed to be part of your family. And this, uh, the people in this room are our family in the spirit of you, of you, Jesus. We thank you so much for your love. 
that you extended to us that we can extend to one another. Uh, we, we are just humbled and so grateful that we can call you Father. Amen. Let's continue to worship him.
there's always more of you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just scratch the surface. Yeah, we're pressing too, bud. What is one day with you? Been a thousand nights away.
Good morning, FCBC. It's a privilege to be able to share a few thoughts and a little bit of time with you on this very special day. Uh, I really wish I could be with you in person. COVID has hindered travel and I've just had a knee surgery, so I'm a bit limited at the moment, but I hope at some stage in the future, I'll be able to see you all again. It's the end of an era. The building is going. I've got such good memories, as I'm sure you all have, of the building, such affection for it. I picture the creativity, the worship leaders, some wonderful displays around the room have been heckled by Doug, by Dawn telling me, you know, you told me that, uh, us that story the last time you were here. By um, And once, after I'd spoken on a Sunday morning, I was given an apple pie by from Elizabeth Williams. Now, 
I've been to Zambia many, many times, and a few times after speaking there, I get given a live chicken. Well, I must say, out of a live chicken or an apple pie, I'd go for the apple pie. But my memories are great. I've seen some great things happen. I've seen some heartache. I've walked with you through uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. But to be able to share with you this morning is very special. I do pray for you every day and just pray that this end of a chapter will be the start of something that is brand new. In the song, which I'm sure you know, The Big Yellow Taxi, one of the lines says, you don't know what it is, what you've got till it's gone. Now, whatever changes happen, you have got a lot. You've got relationships, you've got vision. That's our cuckoo clock, which means it's 12 o'clock here. You've got visions of the kingdom and expressions of the kingdom that won't be lost. So the building might go and there might be a void for a period of time, but you have got something that will keep. But it's all to do with change. How do we cope with change? Jesus said this to his disciples in John chapter 16. He said, it's in your interests that I go. It is expedient for you that I go, because if I do go, I will send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, and he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And here he was, Jesus sent his disciples, John 16 verse verse 5 onwards, it's in your benefit, it's to your benefit that I go. And when the disciples heard that, I wonder what they must have thought. Here's this man, Jesus, who for a few years now, they've been following him. Here's this man who they gave up everything to be with him, their jobs, maybe their families, but they gave up so much. And he'd become the source and the center of their lives and turn their lives around, shape them. And suddenly he says, I'm going. How would you have felt if you were one of the disciples? You've got this security in Jesus and suddenly says, I'm going. And then he says, it's in your interest that I go. And they must have thought, how? And he said, because if I do go, I will send the Holy Spirit to you. Now, I don't know if the disciples really grasped what that meant. Jesus, they knew. Jesus was tangible. And probably for them, the Holy Spirit was less tangible. They couldn't foresee Pentecost at that point. They couldn't foresee what it would be like to be filled and empowered with the Spirit. But suddenly Jesus is saying, you've got me, but I'm going. But it's in your interests. And at this chapter in FCBC, I feel God saying to you, change is in your interests. It's expedient for you that there's change. But why? Here's some thoughts about change that I hope you find helpful. Um, some people love change. Some people change everything that can be changed, sometimes too quickly. And some people don't like it. We've always done it this way. And that which is made us secure is suddenly shaken. Change. Who you are as FCBC is not shaped by your building. The building has been a great context for you to express who you are, 
to express your creativity, to express community. It's given you an opportunity to bless the church in the city. And I know with prayer times and student times and ways you've opened up your building, it has blessed the city. Winston Churchill once said, we shape our buildings and build them. And then forever after they shape us. You aren't shaped by your building. See what change does, change expresses our insecurities and our securities. Some don't like change because what they've been used to is their comfort zone. And some, like the disciples in John 16, would have thought, well, how can it be anybody's benefit that Jesus goes? We've followed him, we've walked with him, we've served with him. Nothing could be better than this. And suddenly they felt bereft. They felt thrown about. They had to learn to trust him. And my prayer is that each one of us, as we just embrace this change, can see it as a step of faith and a step of trust. God called Abraham many, many years ago in Genesis to leave where he was, and he did. Where he was settled, where he was established, where he was known, where um, he'd grown up. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And there's a sense of that. There's possibilities, and I know many of you, and certainly the elders are praying about the future, and does it entail another building? What does it entail? But at this stage, God's asking you to step out in faith, uncertain of the future. And it will highlight whether your security is in Jesus, or the building and all that you've built up. Change exposes our insecurities. But hopefully, too, it highlights our securities. Let's trust in God as we step out into the unknown. What change does is it makes us learn a fresh dependence. Now, one verse that I frequently refer to, so don't tell me, Dawn, I know I've referred to it before, is that um, God says in Hebrews that he will shake everything that can be shaken until something unshakable is left. What is unshakable in you as FCBC? It's who you are in God. It's something of his vision and his purposes. And yes, there will be shaking. Yes, I know over the years some people have come and gone and there have been some heartaches and some blessings. But God has shaken you so that there is something unshakable that is still there. And I would ask you to try to hold on to that. There is within FCBC something that is becoming increasingly unshakable. But in order to fully hold on to that, we need a fresh dependence. What change does as well is it gives fresh opportunities. One thing I love about FCBC is that so many have had opportunities to serve the church, to serve um, Madison. And I don't know many churches where so many people are given the opportunity to express what's in their heart, to develop their gifts and their passions. And that is priceless. 
It doesn't happen in many churches. So many churches are so leadership led that if you don't fit into that, then you don't have any voice. And I see in FCBC, opportunities have been given over the years and those will continue. Because what happens sometimes in church, the only opportunities people get are in the context of a meeting. And I firmly believe that meeting services, great as they are, are just one expression of church life. And as you step out into the unknown, there'll be fresh expressions of being church, fresh, way, fresh ways to express church. And with the fresh opportunities, I believe it gives the opportunity for each one to find fulfilment. My prayer has always been for any church I've been involved in is that each one will find fulfilment in who they are and in their serving the Lord. And Paul says to each one of us is given an expression of the spirit for the common good. How can we, as we step into the next phase of uncertainty, know that God has given me something of his spirit that is for the benefit of FCBC? And in the void that may happen in the next weeks, there'll be some of you whose strength will just be connecting, keeping in touch, caring, praying. But my prayer is for the next chapter, with the fresh opportunities, there'll be the opportunity for each person to find fulfilment. The disciples were shaken. We're so used to this. Jesus, we're so familiar with you. Jesus, we've given all to follow you. And he said he's going. But what he did say, his promise was, I will come back. Jesus was saying to them, this is not the end of the story. And that's something I just feel particularly for FCBC, this is not the end of the story. That as you move forward in uncertainty and like Abraham, not knowing where you're going, you'll see Jesus coming again into your life and into your community and into your expression of church. And as you end this chapter, it's not the end of a book. It's not the end of the story because Jesus will come again. And my prayer is that as you take this journey, maybe into the unknown, Jesus will come again, empower you with his spirit so that you can be that expression of his kingdom in Madison as it is in heaven. So have a great day. I'm sure it'll be nostalgic. I'm sure it'll be emotional. I'm sure there'll be laughs and I'm sure there'll be tears. I wish I could join you in those. I hope to by Zoom. But FCBC, you've done well. You've stood. And you're embracing change. And trust God. Trust those that God has put in care over you so that the change will actually be a new and an exciting chapter. Thank you. I always appreciate Dave. Yeah, such good words, and so he's so encouraging. Lots of wisdom, right, in that man? So, well, we're going to take some time now just to remember, um, you know, God, the way he's met us, um, stories of healing, of growth, um, you know, anything that comes to your mind. And we're going to do a little bit of a, a prayer exercise now. So if you're able to and you're not watching children, 
I want you just to to close your eyes. And I'm going to pray and ask the Lord to bring to our memories events or experiences in this space that we can share things that we're thankful for. So Jesus, would you bring to our hearts and minds now maybe a memory? There could be many, but one that we can hold on to of the past in terms of how you've met us here, um, what you've done in our lives, how you've, you've grown us or others, and something that we're thankful for, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So as you're, as you're thinking of this memory, I want you to enter into it as best you can. Remember the day, what you were doing, who we were with, what was happening as best you can, and, what, and the things that you're thankful for about it. Keep your eyes closed. It's easier to do that sometimes. Just go back into that memory until you begin to really experience thankfulness for it. Just all the details you can remember, the feelings that you had, feel them again like you were there. And then just ask Jesus where he was when that happened. Ask him to reveal himself to you in this memory. Jesus, where were you when this happened? Could you show us? What is he doing? As you remember what you're thankful for, what is he saying? Is there anything you want to ask him or talk to him about? Now's your chance. Thank you, Lord. All right, that's not a lot of time. Usually take a lot more time to do something like this, but. Why don't you turn to someone sitting next to you and share the memory that you had? We'll take a couple minutes to do this. What, where were you? What happened? All the details. And if you were able to perceive Jesus' presence with you, where was Jesus and what was he doing? Just find someone to share with. Groups of twos, threes would be great. So fours. Fours if you need to. Not too big, okay? Because it's going to be hard to share with everybody to share. All right, if you whoever sharing could bring their story to a close. So I'm gonna um, now we're gonna actually have a time for some of you to come up and share your share your stories um, with everyone. I I want you to follow the this is what I do with students. All right, so you, because we have a lot of people here and a lot of stories, we need to be really like concise and to the point. So I'm gonna ask you to be the ABCs, be audible, be brief. Please, no more than three minutes. Two would be even better. And again, the purpose of this is is to just to thank the Lord, right? So Christ-focused in what we do. Audible, brief, and Christ-focused. Guys, can, is that okay? All right, good. Good, so if you have a story, come on up. You're going to use the microphone here. and Oh, yeah, you bet. That would help. There you go. 
I, I, uh, can you, is this okay? Introduce yourself. Sound, uh, my name is Brian Miller, and I just thought I'd bookend it because um, the first service that Kirsten and I went to with little baby Emily, she was six months old when we moved to Madison in the spring of 1996, was the last service in the old building down the road. And in the Saturday in between or the Saturday before, something like that, like a bunch of you showed up to help us move. I mean, I've told this story before because of because Wayne was there and Carl was there and the Seabergs and the Hovies. You helped us move into Madison. But the the thing I remember, uh, so we were our very first Sunday to worship with you all um, was in the other building. I think Sarah Ewing and Julie Tesmer scooped up Emily and just were off with her for the whole service, which allowed us to like participate. And you know that was like a, a common thing. And then and then the second time we joined FCBC, it was here. You know, so I guess I just want to say, uh, you know, that was 26 years ago and a lot of life. I could tell story after story. I won't. Um, um, uh, I just. Just to say, this morning I've been thinking about Gail and Ron Lindy and, of course, Wayne and just so, I mean, and you all, there are many others who have come and gone through here, but wow, how they marked me and us. And this building is where I remember them, you know? Thanks, Brian. So uh, we came up in 2003 from Chicago from a, a tiny vineyard church that in many ways is very much like this one. Um, Sunday school teacher was Kelly Polish, and, and she sent us here. That's the, that's the short version. The longer version involves dreams and visions and all sorts of prophetic words and things like that. Um, when we came in the door a week after we'd been here, um, uh, it was Brian Miller and, and uh, Tom Haunty who, who welcomed us and were our kids' Sunday school teachers. And I remember walking in here and taking Alex or Joseph when they were much shorter than they are right now um, back into the bathroom back here, and there was a little plastic step stool there where where a th- you know just the right size for a three year and it was like on wheels but if you stepped on it it, it settled down and, you know and it and you could reach the sink there and I'm like oh my gosh somebody prepared to welcome a child who you know is a different stature from everybody else somebody prepared to welcome people and did so in the building in the physical space. And I'm going to disagree with uh, Dave a little bit here. Uh, our building has shaped us profoundly um, from the, the freedom of the setup where we worship, uh, from the fact that there's you know a bin full of percussion instruments and flags and so on and, and kids running around, um, to the fact that we are where we are. The other thing that was here when we got here was a big map with everybody with push pins of where everybody was coming from to worship here. And we were across the street from the Triangle, and Mike Moore had opened the doors to, to an open house, you know, open door house group. And we had uh, people who 
were disabled in various ways, people who were um, from Middleton and people who were from the east side and people who were from the campus and, and so on. And we had just this mix that crossed all sorts of boundaries. And it was because of where we are that that happened, right? We didn't seek that out. God gave it to us along with the space. And the space and all created things, says Hebrews, gets shaken and passes away. But what have we learned from that? What is eternal that we take with it, right? That sensitivity, that church that had... You know, that had our entire family watching, you know, the Yellow Submarine with Judy Goshman while, you know, as, as a thing that the church did, right? It's like, oh, yeah, hey, here's a family. You go visit this person, you know, and just hang out, right? And, and paid attention to those things. Again, the space and the gathering point mattered. When our kids grew older, we had keys because... As Scott says, we're the church without any lay, without any uh, clergy at all, uh, where we're all clergy, um, and uh, you know, without any laity, I think is the way you put it, right? We're all clergy. Um, so we had keys, and uh, our teens would come down and just hang out, you know, in an empty building, without asking anybody, because at FCBC, if you want something done, there, you know. You either do it yourself or you talk to somebody and they say, well, go ahead and do it. Um, and uh, so, you know, as we do this, think, think carefully about what have we learned from being in the space? How have we been shaped here? And what do we want to take along with us? My life was shaped in three different ways. And the first way was to confirm my love for foreigners. And when I first came here, the focus was on foreign missions. I am still supporting some of those people that came here years ago, second generation even, of the fathers that started those ministries like Door of Hope that um, are with Ukraine and all that area. The second area was the three um, people that started teaching English to the campus kids, and I got, um, uh, I was mixed up, Wanacha, um, Booty and Alice were here from Indonesia. I'm still on Facebook with them, and uh, it was so exciting because I started teaching with um, Alice, and then she said, come up to Eagle Heights after the three couples had left, and I'll get you a class. And I now have five students, two I just brought from Ukraine, and you can tell them everything about what's going on in the United States because they come with conceived ideas, and then they come here and they say, what's going on? And so the church has really helped in that area because I can share my faith with those people. And the third one is the impression I get that you're the closest church to the first century church because you're so connected with that Gmail thing. And I encourage you to keep doing that because you're connected in real special ways. Thank you. Well, 
Well, I can say uh, that this church has been a canvas for me, quite literally. <laughs> um, it's the church that helped me reconnect with my artistic uh, vision when I did that mural years ago for the first time for a prayer room. It's the church that's given me a platform for for subjecting you to poetry on Sunday mornings and service leading. Uh, it's where we learned community skills because we came here uh, with a group of families uh, to create the Madison Mustard Seed, the Hovies, the Ferdy Hertz, the Ewings, us, Carl Houth. We, 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 all of those things were birthed and sort of uh, came to life within faith community. And I would also say just the, the exercise of spiritual gifts is just like pray, praying for people, ministering to people, blessing people. All of those things happened within the context of this local church on the corner of Park and Regent. And I think it's been a, it's been a, a place that has really respected the idea of being a priesthood of all believers, where you everybody... Uh, has an opportunity to flourish in the gifts that God has given them. And so that's why I think of it as a canvas, because uh, you, you, come, you start out with a blank canvas, and you don't know what, where it's going to go. And, you know, and because of what was birthed here, now my house is full of things that I've drawn, and I don't have any space on my walls for them anymore. <laughs> but I just thank the Lord and praise him for what Faith Community Bible Church has given me in, in terms of awakening me to my potential in the kingdom of God and all of the gifts that I carry. It couldn't have happened without you guys. No, 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 no. It's okay. Come on. No, actually, let's let's not save it for later. It's very, it's very short. It's called "Don't Hesitate" by Mary Oliver. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind. And much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this uh, is its way of fighting back, that sometimes something happens better than all the riches or power in the world. It could be anything, but very likely you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. We came because Faith Community was praying for families way back then. I think we're in a full circle. Um, but that was back at Randall School. So we were in Randall School. We were in West High School. We were in other places, let's say the Credit Union, and then over here. And so we've been in lots of buildings with lots of um, memories in each one. This building, I think the memory 
that I have that holds me dear because our kids were growing up here is how much the, um, the leadership and the whole family um, incorporates everybody, whether they're um, the littlest to the biggest. We've got, um, and so I think of the um, worship times with the youth incorporated, not that we had to have a youth morning just for a youth it was they were incorporated in with the whole thing but i think my the biggest one is the um, advent season with our kids growing up and how beautiful it always was with the um, original plays and um, the the sundays and how we were decorated this this space provided that from uh, other places so those are the memories that i hold dear Hi, everybody. It's lovely to see your faces again. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, so I started going here a long time ago and uh, have been away for almost as long as I was a part of this church. And even walking in the doors, it still felt like family, seeing everybody's faces again. And the thing that I wanted to share is um, the three words that come to mind when I think about this um, church, our family, community, and Holy Spirit, because um, this was the first church that I understood the term home church with, and that meant that you were family. This is where I grew in my faith more than at any other time in my life. This is the space and the people with whom I learned what walking with the Holy Spirit meant. And it was also where I was baptized just a few months after I started coming. Um, so I know everybody's going to miss this space, and so I'm glad that I was able to, Michael and I were able to come spend one last Sunday here in this building with you guys. Thanks. The memory that was stirred for me kind of strikes me as illustrating how this space has been a space for teaching, for insight, for moments of insight in particular, and for cross-pollination or connection. And essentially, we were doing a workshop seminar here. I believe it was Michael Hepton, who was also part of Bristol Christian Fellowship with Dave Day, and I think that he had brought a whole team over and spending a lot of time with us as a church. And we were doing this seminar on forgiveness. Uh, Michael Hepton, I think, had written a book on it. And so one cognitive takeaway for me that I was struck by during that workshop was when Jesus said, forgive seven times 70, he wasn't saying, okay, if you get hit once, you forgive, forgive the guy that hit you once. And if you get hit again, you forgive the guy that hit you again. The deeper truth is that every time that hurt or offense stirs in you, that's another occasion for you to forgive. So you may forgive somebody seven times 70 or that thing they did that was so hurtful so many years ago, and that's okay, because that's part of what he saw Jesus calling us to. 
Um, the other thing, I, I'm sure Diana would, if she were here, would be able to tell it better because this involves her mother. Uh, I think we were sitting right about where near where Lori is, the three of us. Uh, Grandma Kathy, Diana's mom, um, as we frequently refer to her, uh, Diana and myself. And we were being led in this very similar to what Peter invited us into, a chance to just reflect, but where the focus was what something where you have a hurt, someplace where you're needing to forgive. And it was very quiet, and everybody's dutifully, you know, thinking and praying and maybe jotting notes. And all of a sudden, Grandma Kathy, who was dealing with a long journey with Alzheimer's, uh, said all of a sudden, I, I can't think of anybody. I can't think of anything. There's nobody I have any grudge. There's, and there was kind of a chuckle going through the crowd, and we kind of pushed it on. But we reflected on that. I mean, and, and in one sense, the spirit is at work. In another sense, Alzheimer's is a curse. And yet, in this way, there was a blessing that the, the hurts and grudges and pains of which, based on Diana's recollection of her years growing up with her mother, were many and multitudinous, had left. And so, one way or the other, God can bless us. So, place of insight, place of learning, and a place of connection with others. So, thank yes, you. Thank you. You have to wait your turn, Mark. <laughs> so I don't remember what year it was when we were having those student worship nights. It was like August before school started many years ago. I was here. We were worshiping in this space, and um, in the in the physical, I was down on my face, kneeling with my face to the floor, and we were singing this song, which we actually sang a few weeks ago, but. My memory is not so good, and I never remember what the song is, but it was full of hallelujah, and I was like, I so I had a vision of heaven, and in the physical, you know, I was there with my face to the floor, but in the vision, I was standing and doing this with millions of people, and the throne of God was really far away could see it was bright, but it was really far away. There were so many people, and we were all singing hallelujah and waving our arms. And then in a moment, I was right in the front row of heaven, right at the throne of God, and I was down on my face. And Jesus came to me and said, stand up. I want to give you a hug. And he did. And I stayed there for a while. And then I was going around in heaven talking to a bunch of different people. And um, I was just like here and there and everywhere. But I realized that whoever I was talking to, all I had to do was turn and look over my left shoulder, and I was back at the throne again, and Jesus was right there. And I thought, that's so cool. That must be what heaven is like. And then I felt the Lord say to me, that's what it's like for you right now. 
And I, I realized that whenever I, I could look over my shoulder and Jesus is always right there. Yeah, as, as I think about this space and, and looking at every one of you, I, I, I think the building represents for me um, opportunity for participation. Uh, and I guess this is to follow up on, on Dave's observations, to some extent Eric's as well. But as I think about it, maybe with the exception of helping out with worship, um, I've done a little bit of everything here, being able to, being able to go up front, do a little bit of teaching, um, uh, a scooter, which I'm not particularly good at. You can just ask, ask Doug about that. Um, I remember uh, house group leadership, at one point being involved with uh, Kirsten and, and Brian. Um, one year, I remember Tom Brown and I led... Um, uh, high school, junior high and high school, Sunday school, and uh, downstairs in the basement, and, and that was a great blessing. Uh, I, had, uh, I had Justine Porsky, I think I had Alma Cook, I, had, uh, I think I had Philip uh, down there, um, and several others I remember, uh, and we talked about a, a, a range of different issues. I remember in one of our, I remember one of our, uh, <laughs> One of our conversations, uh, we were talking about social issues, and Justine uh, characterized the Barbie doll as being the iconic American ideal of contemporary feminism, or, or, or the feminine ideal, I say, the Barbie representing feminism. But in, in any case, um, I just want to thank you all for. Uh, allowing me the opportunity to, uh, to engage and, and serve uh, in that way. There's been some disappointments uh, along the way in my journey uh, here through Madison, but you guys have played, this church has played a redemptive role in that, and I thank you for that. Don, and then we got a couple here. Come on up to the front and have a seat. So, like Mark, I've been a youth leader. I've been a Mighty Kids leader. I've been a house group leader. I've been on the worship team. I've done sound. I've done all the things, right? Um, but some of the most profound things that have happened here, the Lord healed me from my scoliosis. Um, I've had lots of prophetic prayer here. I remember singing the throw-up song with the kids down in Mighty Kids. <laughs> throw up your hands and praise the Lord. Um, I remember um, my friends and I would come late Saturday nights and pull all the couches into the sanctuary, um, and we rented a projector and hooked it up and would watch movies, and sometimes we'd put the couches back, sometimes we didn't, and uh, the couches just kind of became a permanent part of the sanctuary after that at one point, but um, lots of spirit-filled worship here, um, and uh, just a lot of love and good memories, so... And I thank you, Don, for following me into Mighty Kids. <laughs> um, so maybe I've had some very close encounters with this building specifically since 
I and a team of people have over the years uh, taken this physical space on as a art project, worship project, renovation project. So um, it, I could have a lot to say about this particular building. And yet I am just like every other person who has come up here. And when I think about what these past years have been like in this building, it's just all full of you. And my relationship with you and uh, the things I've learned and the way in which God has met me and us together, the way community has come in and out, the, the beauty of that and the sadness when it has gotten broken at times. And so that's why I have no fear whatsoever as we move forward, because it's never been about this. And if it was about this, to me, it would be more about this than almost anyone. <laughs> as, as I can't tell you how long Jeff and I and Amy Sue spent thinking about the color of this floor. <laughs> And I and uh, Mike Muto spent so much time on our stomachs looking at the color of the last floor. <laughs> so there, there is definitely a physicality about this space, but that's not who we are. It's not who we ever have been. It's not who we ever will be. And, um, you know, just praise God that he gave us for this this period of time, a place to land. He's, we've been together for almost 40 years, and he has never not had a place for us to meet together and to land, and we're going to land somewhere. And um, so my prayer right now is that whoever is called to make that next parade to the next place, waving flags or whatever, that he would call us because I really have in my heart that we're not all here yet and that there are more people. We're, there, is something, there is something new about to happen with us. I don't know what it is. But it's different than actually when we came from the last space to this place. We were looking to do what we did in a space that allowed us to do what we did. Now I feel like God is calling us on an adventure to reimagine what we do. Not to make a new vision or have a new mission, but how that will look. And I know we're today all about um, thinking about the past, but I can't help but think about the future and get excited about it. And um, I know there's, there's a group of us God is calling together 
and some, there's a lot of us in this room that are being called. I, I ask all of you to pray about that, not just the ones who have signed on the line to move, but those of you who are just visiting one last time in this space, to really just pray and keep praying for us and keep praying for you and how God... There's a lot of people that ran through here, but you guys are the ones God called back for today. I just ask you to pray about that because God is calling people to hear. I mean, he will do it once we find a place, but there's a group that he wants to reimagine that place and where we move. And um, it's not, a lot of us are already here. That's why we had the courage to go ahead and move and sign the paper. But um, there's more, and there's more people who, ha- who aren't even here. Anyway, I praise God. Thanks, Bobette. And I, I can see him moving, saying, you've had enough time, Bobette. <laughs> and Bobette, you're welcome to take as many of these carpet scores with you as you like. <laughs> Go ahead, and then Emily, and then that's it. So, yeah. Really? Oh, did you want to share? Um, just being on the worship team this morning, you know, just these flood of memories about being team, and uh, the me becoming we, incarnated over and over when we're together. You know, our culture. Or maybe just my anagram number always returns me to the me over and over again. But the me is never a me without the we. And, you know, to see a Sunday morning in, in, a, in the flesh where what you bring is important and what you bring is always enough. And when you're together bringing that in service to the greater God and to the greater good, become something that you couldn't imagine. And I, I can just bet every one of you in the stories I'm hearing is have had that experience of bringing what you had and it becomes something in the we together. And it's beautiful. I just, uh, when we closed our eyes and thought about a memory. The first, very first thing was um, David and I, when we first joined the church and for a long time, took part in the Bible study that happened before service, uh, led by Wesley Dawn. And um, it was a beautiful little group of people. Um, I can just, you know, I can hear, we, David and I both were like, we can hear Cheryl in our head talking, we can hear Tom, we can hear, Mar- hear Marion Stevens. Um, and what's that? And Ro- oh, Rocky, yeah, Rocky was, he wasn't a regular, but he would drop in from time to time. Um, and when I pictured Jesus, I just saw Jesus laughing in this circle, just delighting in exactly who each of those people were and how they just got to kind of bring their thing to the Bible. Because And Wesley, bless, bless him, I, I felt like Jesus was just so pleased with Wesley in this picture because Wesley would just let us go. He would just let us like bounce all over the place. And, you know, sometimes it had to do with the scripture we were reading and sometimes we got pretty off track. But, um, but it was really just a beautiful fellowship. And as I was listening to other people talk about 
um, and kind of reflect on some of the things Dave said about everyone having an opportunity to express their gifts. I thought about the thing that often um, folks here have said about us is that you know we're kind of like an oddball group, right? Like people say this, we've said this about ourselves that we're oh we're just such an odd bunch of people, and um, I actually don't think that's true. I think what it is is that we get to be ourselves. Like a lot of churches, you don't you don't get to see who people are because of that. It was a funny phrase. He said leadership led, which is that's an interesting phrase. But um, I think I think everybody, you know, everybody's weird is is my personal belief. Um, it's just that here we get to be our weird selves, and I think that's great. Thank you. Did you want to say something more? Yes, come on, Lori. I just want to say I don't have a, much of a voice. I have laryngitis right now. But um, I, I think the belonging element is really key to us as a congregation. It's one of our elements of being together. And we've all sinned against one another. And yet we come back and we exercise forgiveness and try to find those ways to really be together and say, yeah, I was wrong, or I didn't do that so well. Let's go forward. So there's a belonging here, and we want to try to keep doing that and do it better with one another. Um, Just practically, we have one more Sunday where when everything's out of here, we're going to have a letting go of what's been here that we don't want to take with us. There's going to be two weeks that maybe we're going to have house groups and maybe a nature hike, and then we're going to practically be at St. James, renting from St. James in, in the basement of the church. Sometimes they can't use the basement. Of the, they will be using the basement of the church, and we might be in that big, beautiful cathedral over there. So that's going to be our next little passage. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, my my story was of a prayer room years ago when no one else was here. You don't know this, and I danced crazy in this space. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm a, I'm a very self-conscious person. If you had seen me, I would have been embarrassed, but I felt a lot of freedom. So, But, what, you know, all the stuff we're sharing here, it, do, it doesn't change. It's about us. It's not the space. The space allows us expression, but we take that with us wherever we go, so... We'll have other opportunities to express and experience these same things, and may others as well. So why don't everybody who's able to please stand. I'm going to pray a a prayer, uh, kind of a, I don't know if it's a benediction for this space or commemoration, but a a blessing and thanks to the Lord, all right? And and after I'm, there are are about, oh, there are six, um, uh, you know, kind of movements in this prayer. It's fairly quick. At the end, I'll say, I'll give God of, and I'll name something, God of hospitality, God of new life. And together we say we give our thanks, okay? Or we give you our thanks. So So welcoming God, we give thanks for all those who have encountered your presence in this place, for all those who have discovered your love shown us through Jesus Christ. God of hospitality, we give you our thanks. Transforming God, We give you thanks for all those who have entered your family in this space, for those who have received the gift of new life and the promise and the Holy Spirit. God of new life, we give you our thanks. 
Uniting God, we thank you for all who have stood before you and pledged themselves to each other, for new relationships celebrated and new families created. God of joy. Comforting God, we give thanks for all those who have joined the company of heaven uh, while we were here, whose memory we still cherish, whose love still inspires us. God of peace. Inspiring God, we give thanks for your living word proclaimed from this place over the generations, your word that informs our thinking, motivates our living, and for all those who have preached in this, in this space, God of grace. Encouraging God, we give thanks for the worship that has been offered here, for the many ways in which your praise has been proclaimed and your love lifted high in our hearts, and for all those who have enabled worship in this place, God of celebration. Intangible God, we give thanks for the way, all the ways in which you have come to us and for your means of grace made known especially through your life and death and resurrection. God of love. Yeah. And Lord, we thank you for this, this, this space and we pray blessing on what will be built here in its place, God. Even though it will not be a place of worship, may worship happen in that space and may many encounter you and come to know you. God, we pray your blessing on this land. We'll pray some more over that as well. And, and God, that whatever is built here in the end will bring you glory and praise. Amen.